Late in the day, in that cold, inhospitable place, King George Square, where once flourished fountains, grass and flowers, only now to be a concrete box, with a big screen above, and a bar that turns up its music as soon as you start the rally. I spoke with Jonathan Sri Ranganathan. He is the first mayoral candidate in Australia to raise Palestine as a crucial issue and to also question the complicity of the Brisbane City Council as an institution for allowing weapons manufacturers and giving them a social license to exist here in the perimeters of the Brisbane City. He also had a message for activists who do not regard electoral change as being very meaningful. And we spoke about what the City Council could do to prevent weapons manufacturers from using land for their nefarious purposes, profit-making from war. Let's have a listen to what Jonathan has to say. Can you please introduce yourself? My name is Jonathan Sri Ranganathan. I'm the Greens candidate for Mayor of Brisbane. You made a speech today at the Justice for Palestine rally Mm. and you made Palestine an issue in the elections. That's right. I I highlighted to people that they can send a message to Labor and the Liberals in terms of how they vote at the local government election. I guess I would point out that in a way Adrian Schrinner already made this a local council election back on the 8th of October when he lit up the city's major landmarks blue and white and posted that he stood with Israel. Um, The current mayor has very clearly signalled his allegiances on on this issue and so I think in that context it's particularly important for other council candidates to declare where they stand. Um, But what I was highlighting in particular was that the council does have significant economic power and significant cultural power and social power in terms of the messages it sends to both the business sector and the broader public and to have the largest city council if if we had the largest city council in Australia come out and clearly say that it stands with Palestine and it stands against genocide that would send huge ramifications through the Australian political establishment because to date none of the capital city mayors have been vocal at all in, in on this issue um, even though it is clearly of concern to thousands and thousands of residents. And that's, you know, one of the points of local government is not just to collect the wheelie bins and fix the potholes, it is to speak up uh, to high levels of government about whatever issues local residents are concerned about. And we see local governments all the time advocating on state and federal issues that are outside of their remit. Like, it is, it's very common for mayors to talk about youth crime, for example, and demand more state and federal funding for police, even though that's obviously not a local council issue. So there's plenty of precedents of local governments showing leadership and and engaging in advocacy on issues that might be considered outside their immediate field of responsibilities. Uh, And certainly this is a space where BCC should be taking a much stronger stand. The council uh, annual budget is worth $4.3 billion and the council gives hundreds of millions of dollars a year to private sector companies in tenders and contracts and it, it would send a very strong signal if the council started to investigate all the companies that it does business with and identify those companies that are in, in any way endorsing or profiting from the genocide of the Palestinians and refusing to do business with those companies. We don't know right now 
whether there are many, if any, companies that are directly complicit in the genocide, but we do know that Brisbane City Council is actively supporting the expansion of the weapons manufacturing industry in Brisbane and that BCC is responsible for the development approvals and the land use controls that allow weapons manufacturing to occur in this city. So the council, at the very least, could take a a stronger position in standing up to the weapons industry rather than actively supporting it. Is the Brisbane City Council in contempt of the International Court of Justice ruling not to be complicit in the genocide? I think the legal scholars would probably say no, because um, the the council has not directly and actively supported genocide. The furthest they've gone is to post content saying... I stand with Israel, but morally I definitely think they're complicit and and are, in in fact, through their silence on the matter and um, their refusal to say anything subsequent to that I stand with Israel post from the Lord Mayor, they are essentially um, endorsing the status quo that the political establishment is insisting on. I should also add that um, a few months ago it seems an internal decision was made within Brisbane City Council that... um, the phrase free Palestine and the public display of um, graffiti that endorsed the Palestinian liberation struggle was offensive graffiti. So the council has a general rule of removing all graffiti, but it prioritises the removal of graffiti and posters that are deemed offensive. And by deciding that the Palestinian flag and Palestinian slogans constitute constitute offensive graffiti, the council was very clearly signalling um, where it stood on this, in this space um, and it's the fact that thousands of dollars of ratepayer funds have been spent on, for example, cleaning up the Palestinian flag every time it's pl- painted at the intersection of Boundary Street and Vulture Street very, very clearly highlights that the council's priorities are way out of step with the majority of residents. Does the Brisbane City Council licence the use of land, talking now about weapons manufacturers at Tingalpa, Ferra Engineering, Mm. making bomb parts, Boeing at the University of Queensland. Mm. Does it provide a licence for them to use that land in that way? I believe the City Council provides a social licence. They also have to give development approval for any um, change of use to a site. So when a new weapons factory is established, they're required to apply to the City Council for development approval and the council does have the ability to with that, hold that approval for fairly broad grounds. Um, so yes, in that way the council is approving these weapons manufacturing industries from setting up and operating in the city. It would be seen by some as unusual for the council to use the development assessment framework to limit socially unjust activities. And if the council starts doing that on weapons manufacturing, there are a lot of other industries that the council should also be cracking down on. But Yeah, the council does tacitly and directly approve these industries to operate in Brisbane, including Ferra at Tungalpa. If elected as Lord Mayor, would you attempt to stop Ferra Engineering from manufacturing bomb parts? I certainly would. And even if the council didn't have the legal mechanisms available to do so now that the company already has its approvals, um, I would still support direct action and protest to target that business. The the challenge we have is that once uh, an industry or a a business gets approval to operate on on their side, 
um, it's difficult for the council to then withdraw that approval unless they can find some technical non-compliance with it. But I would certainly look for every opportunity to withdraw those approvals. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just that I think it's important that we... I've seen some rhetoric in activist spaces about how we, we shouldn't put too much faith in electoralism and we need to focus on other institutions. But I would point out that all institutions are in some way complicit or corruptible, whether it's unions or academic institutions or NGOs. All of these entities are complicit in colonial capitalism in one way or another. And so we shouldn't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And we need to recognise that the City Council election campaign is a very real and material opportunity to amplify the Palestinian struggle and send a very strong message to the two major political parties because this is the first big election campaign since um, the 2022 federal election, at least here in Brisbane, um, and the results of this City Council campaign will have ramifications far beyond the boundaries of the city itself. This is the 16th mass rally that we've had mm. in support of Palestine. Do you think that your plea today will have an effect electorally? Uh, I hope so. I, I think most people who are coming to the rallies at this point probably aren't voting for Labor or the Liberals, but if they start talking to their friends and family members about this, that does have the potential to shift a lot of votes. And if, you know, if everyone at this rally went and talked to 10 friends and convinced them to um, change who they vote for, that, that could be enough to swing the city in our favour. Great. Cool. Thanks, Ian. Win. Yeah, me too. Cheers. So let's go out with a spoken word poem that Jonathan Sriranganathan made as part of his speech here in the Justice for Palestine rally in Brisbane on Sunday the 18th of February. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. These days, I hear that subtle clicking almost everywhere. A persistent backing track. News reports lecture theatres, office meetings, sometimes even festivals and protests. Snip, 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 snip. The sound of wings being clipped. Removing our pinions one by one, faster than we can regrow them. Stuffing our feathers into pillows and soothing us to sleep. Narrow your ambitions for brighter futures, the wing clippers whisper to us. A better world is impossible. We have to bomb the hospitals. We must cut down the trees. We've got no choice but to melt the polar ice caps. They tear out the brightest feathers first. Systematically assassinating the mothers of revolution before they can even give birth. Some masquerade as rebel rebels. Machine cog conformity disguised under rainbow flags or reggae guitarists. Boasting about outsmarting the system while still polishing their own prison bars. But look closely at the hands that pluck so relentlessly. See, the wing clippers are not the demonic agents of suit-wearing oligarchs clustered around boardroom tables, tearing up maps of stolen wealth like hyenas circling a carcass. No. A more familiar face stares back at you in the clipper blade reflections, mindlessly repeating lullabies like, we have to be pragmatic, and the voters will never stand for that. And There's no point protesting, you can't stop progress. Who did this to us? What sculptor moulded us into such cowardly subordination? 
clipping our own wings and scoffing at the mere suggestion of systemic transformation, our imaginations colonised, neutralised, baptised into complicity, the holy water was laced with sedatives, but the revolution will not be euthanised. Emancipate yourself. Emancipate your thinking. Set fire to your feather pillows. Banish the counter-revolutionary within you. Organise a strike. Blockade a weapons factory. Occupy, occupy a politician's office. Set fire to your feather pillows. Banish the counter-revolutionary within Clipper within yourself. It is time to turn those clipper blades to your own puppet strings. Your wings will, stop, will grow back if you stop cutting them off. Thank you.